Hey guys, this is Jack from the Car Week podcast and before the podcast starts, I just wanted to mention we found out when we put the footage in the editing software that there were some dropouts. We haven't experienced this before, but we think we found out how to fix it so it doesn't happen in any future podcasts. I'm just telling you this now because it means there may be a few jump cuts throughout this podcast, but we're going to try our best to edit it so it all makes sense. Again, sorry about this, but let's get into the podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Car Week podcast. It is episode six and Connor's time. Yeah. Uh, yes, I've got what I consider quite big news going over at Toyota. Yeah. As you know, Toyota, they've done a bit of testing with the Yaris, the Toyota Yaris German on the Nürburgring track, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. So instead of actually going to the Nürburgring now, like most other uh, car manufacturers are to set a Nürburgring time, they've decided to build their very own Nürburgring track in uh, Japan. <laughs> They're building it on their technical R&D facility in Shin- Shimoyama. Yeah, I can't pre- I'm not Japanese. Uh, Are you not? <laughs> no, not believe it or not, it'll be a 3.3 kilometer circuit going around the perimeter of the track. Yeah. Um, they said it's going to be finished in 2023, and it's costing them around two billion dollars. Jesus. But the thing is, they're not building just the one track around the outside. Yeah. They're building other courses inside, a high speed loop mm-hmm. around it as well, and then various other like tracks to match road conditions so like a full test facility oh it's going to be a massive test facility to improve toyota mm-hmm. so hopefully and I, pr- I presume they can rent it out to other i imagine they will but well. hopefully we're going to get some mad cars coming out of toyota yeah let's all hope tested so. on uh, their very own track in japan in japan yeah and they plan to have 3,300 employees at this facility yeah. mainly consisting of test drivers Oh. <laughs> so literally all it's going to be is everyone ragging around Toyota all day, every day. <laughs> so I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say no to that job. They're going to call it work. <laughs> I'm going to go work. to work. You mean you're going to just run around Toyotas all day? going to drive yeah, yeah, pretty around. much. <laughs> that is going to be my job for the weekend. Uh, yeah, like I say, $2 billion to uh, produce. <laughs> A bit expensive, but... Yeah, it must be worth it for them then if they're oh, willing yeah, to put definitely. that much into it. That's what they're thinking it's going to do, improve the quality of their cars. I mean, yeah, having a test track literally like on site with your manufacturing is probably what every car manufacturing is. I just of. think the boss mm. of Toyota wants to have some fun and couldn't be bothered to pay that the price well. of a new mm. Nürburgring yeah. anymore. Yeah. So he's like, ah, sorry. Is it, it's, ju- it's just for like when, when like everyone's off on like their holidays or something. It's just like, well, where, where, where's the boss at? Uh, he's. It's the office party track in it. <laughs> it's just everyone's everyone's just seen Yaris's or Supras. Just like, oh, that's that's what they do. Uh, that's what they <laughs> that's do. What they do that could, you, could you just imagine a load of Toyota Yaris uh, Germans running around this track and everyone <laughs> racing them? <laughs> it's just all beating up from everyone's crashed into each other all the time. Who's <laughs> going to sell those ones? Well, not anymore. Yeah. Uh, these ones are in for testing. Brand new suspension on them. Um, what happened to them, guys? Oh, well, he pit-manoeuvred me into the wall. <laughs> there, there's just one upside down in the trees. <laughs> one burning off in the distance, and that's it. Do you reckon the lunch break will just consist of lap time? See everyone <laughs> get personal best. How, far, how fast can you go in you, an hour? You see every wor- everyone working when it gets to like 11.58. Everyone's like the looking. They start putting their overalls on. <laughs> <laughs> Helmets on and 12 o'clock comes, everyone runs out the office. But then you've got the really dedicated guy that goes in in his overalls and helps. He sits there all day with his helmet on. Doing and he all doesn't eat anything for the weight reduction. <laughs> <laughs> Only eats after lunch. Someone's birthday comes around. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm giving out donuts for my birthday. Sorry, weight reduction. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the one giving them out. You know, you've got to disadvantage everyone else. A bit of sabotage on the other competitors out there. 
set up their own little racing league in the <laughs> test facility. Now I think every office needs a racetrack. <laughs> if your office it doesn't does, have a racetrack anymore, is it even an office? Yeah. It does remember the, um, the Grand Tour episode. Where oh, they yeah. Go, yeah. <laughs> they did the race around an industrial Yeah, they, did, they, they picked the two offices against yeah. each other. That was amazing. Because yeah. they used their own cars as well, didn't mm. they? And a few of them got all smashed out, didn't oh, they? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it was class. I think oh, was I'd love that, though. Just imagine he's sitting there. Oh, I'll do a bit of type and send a couple of emails. 12 o'clock, let's go racing. That's a little some steam. Everyone's just running around. Just imagine that. You're late for a meeting. Why was you late? Um, well, I was, I was, I was racing Jimmy in HR, and <laughs> he got the better of me. He was sticking on the racing line, but he's getting so slow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. He was pulling a Williams. Mm. So that, <laughs> that's a fun little bit of news about Toyota being built in, uh, well, finished being built in 2023. Chad, mm-hmm. if you want to carry us on, it's a bit of car news. Yeah, so uh, what what I found is more sort of a, let's say a, a security problem for cars in uh, some cars in the UK. Right. Where uh, Toyota was saying that um, these cars can uh, be broken into within 10 seconds. Just what you want with your car, innit? That's really? very reassuring. Yeah. So, like, um, like all of these cars, it is down to them having um, keyless entry and start. Mm-hmm. And the list that uh, the list that there is is um, and when they'd been tested, the uh, DS3 um, Crossback got stolen in ten seconds. Same with the Land Rover Discovery uh, Sport from twenty eighteen. Is there any decent cars that we can steal in 10 seconds? Yeah. It's a BMW X3 and an Audi TTRS. I'll take the TTRS, yeah. <laughs> Those were within 20 to 6 seconds. The um, uh, one the 140ST line X was on in 60 seconds, but can only start with a small a smart key. Oh. It can't just be right. So they can get in the car. Yeah. And oh. in like 50 seconds, they, um, the... A class A two twenty AMG line, same fifty seconds, but needs a smart key to actually start the car properly. I mean, if you're going to go through all the hassle of stealing the car, you might as well have the proper equipment to do it to yeah. start with. So like, it's all like, yeah. And the way that I saw it, it's funny. It's like the way that um, these cars have been sold is like normally it, it takes two people. They'll find like usually find a car parked outside of a ha- house on a driveway. Yeah, and I suppose they look for the specific car that they know. Yeah, and like one person will hold a smart key device next to the car that boosts the signal meant for the key, while the other person stands close to the house with another smart key. Oh, yeah, key. I, f- I think I saw a video on this. One has to be by the car, and the other one has to look for the key through yeah. the window. Yeah. And then they have to sh- shoot the signal boost or whatever it is yeah. at the key to get the oh, signal off of the key, and then it friend. passes it on to the person. Yeah. And so that's basically what it does, and it just fills the system into other keys near me now, I'm going to unlock and. Yeah, and ba- you trick the signal and thinking it's got the key actually in the car so you can yeah. drive it around wherever you want. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, basically, when I read through that, it just made me think, what's wrong with a, what is it, a normal central locking key? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't really like keyless entry, to be fair. No, nah. like, you, you just don't look, feel that They need secure. a holder for it as well. Like, the amount of people you'd be like, oh, like, because my friend's got the ST, yeah. um, 65 plate. Yeah. He's got keyless entry, keyless start. He's like, oh, I don't really know where to put the uh, key once you're done. Oh. Like, you just throw it into the car and then you lose it half the time. <laughs> and just isn't it one like you can start it with the keyless entry, but like once you like you could ha- easily drive away if the like key was close. And then once you stop again, you can't start it again. Just imagine you 
accidentally drop your key on the way out or something. You start your car, you drive away, yeah, and you've lost your com- key completely. You don't realise where it is, and you're like miles away from your house. There, there was one thing that I saw. It was from um, the DS branch of um, Citroen, saying that like um, yeah, the cars are made with the keyless entry and start system, but if customers want, they can request to have it not activated. What? So they can use the key normal. like a normal key. Well, if you're going to do that, you might as well just make it a normal key in the first place. Yeah, make the key the yeah, no, You want to start an option. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of having the normal, the optional extra. So basically what it's going to say on the when you buy the car, do you want normal key to start or do you want your car stolen? Yeah, or do you want the optional extra to have it normal? Does, yeah. it, does it mean that in this country, though, if you've got a car with key to entry and start, you're sure it's as much higher because people could break it in 10 I seconds? I mean, no. sure it's not. going to see it. It's going to be like, what do you have? Uh, yeah, no. This would be like 10 grand worth of insurance. <laughs> they'll exploit anything they can. Go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Anything they'll do, but you know. So you know, like um, when contactless cards like first came out, and you could buy the wallets to block it from being skimmed. Yeah. Do you reckon you can buy like key holders to block the signal from being well, taken? Well, what it sounds like, you just got to hide your key. If they can't yeah. see your key, then yeah. they can't shoot the signal booster at the thing. So if you're one of the people who just chucks their key on a table right in view of a window in a hallway, where in a hallway they can where look through the letterbox, you you're screwed. I mean, you're screwed anyway because anyone mm. should break the window and nab your keys. But yeah. If you do it sensibly and you put it like behind stuff where you can't see it through a window, you're right, okay. But mm. there, there is like a, there, there is like technology that's like being made so these so these thefts don't keep on happening, which is a um, it, it's only now that they're starting to inst- install. I think it's signal blockers. Yeah. For like, and they only and. It's like some kind of, I don't know, I think it's like some kind of infrared thing that only recognises the key that belongs to the car. Oh, it's too technical for me oh, now. So we're, we're getting can... into signals. <laughs> so like, I, so we can not... tell if the signal's being replicated and like boosted. I I guess I'm not 100% accurate, so I don't take my word for it. I imagine it. the signal would have to have its own like separate identity thing. And mm. then when they try and boost the car, when they try and nick the like signal, it must not give the correct pattern of a signal or something. What they need. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's just what I saw, and I. I I'm not overly. I'm not overly technically fast, I inclined. I'm, so I don't have a uh, keyless start car because you know mm. I prefer a key for my. I car. I don't have a car at the minute, so. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't, don't have a keyless car. I can't afford one. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably would never have a, key, a keyless entry car anyway. Nah. So if, so if your car is one of those, then hide your keys. Good hide luck. Ch- just hide your keys. Good luck. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. They steal <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, right. I wish you yeah, the best so, of luck. I think I'll do a bit of uh, car news. So Jack, you want to move us on to some new cars coming out? Yes. Yeah, so we have another three new cars to have a look at today. What have we got this week? The first is the Polar Star One. So Polar Star One is Polar Star's first standalone car. Because that's after they became an independent car manufacturer. Who were they linked with before then? I think it might have been Volvo because it does sound. Familiar. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Should like, say that front looks very Volvo-esque. Yeah, so this is I mean. based on a concept car that Volvo released in 2013, and it's it's a hybrid, you know, because all the everything's new cars a bloody hybrid. <laughs> I don't think we've ever done a car like new cars 
where it's been petrol just or diesel petrol. it's always a hybrid or an electric car at the moment that's because that's what the new cars are Unfortunately. yeah the back is very volvo as well isn't mm. it to be fair i like it though i don't yeah. know what it is about it but like, I I, like the grill it. as well I, I yeah i like it. yeah if, if you're watching on video we'll bring up a picture now of the uh rear of the car it just looks nice. It, it looks like it almost neat had a spoiler on it. They removed it and just thought... No, it, it does. I can see the uh, outlook for it. It's a, um electronic spoiler. Is it? Oh, it's yeah. On the boot lid. It's one oh, of yeah, yeah. I can see it now. Really stupid small ones. It's just an overall sleek design, isn't it? It is a very yeah. nice design. So the hybrid engine configuration is pretty interesting, actually. As a two-liter supercharged and turbocharged inline four-cylinder, which has 336 brake horsepower, and that powers the front two wheels, and it has two electric motors that produce 218 brake horsepower, Jeez. and those power the rear wheels. Oh, so it's similar to the um, the one-time one um, Nissan uh, GTI LM car, where it was front-engine. For the front, front wheels, wheel drive, and it it was meant to have a hybrid system to power the rear wheels, but mm-hmm. they decided to race the car in the middle of development, so that's oh. why it's not around anymore. <laughs> that makes sense because they stacked it. To be fair, if you're gonna have electric motors, you might as well just chuck them on all wheels and get that extra launch, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. personal opinion. If you're gonna do it, you might as well do it properly. But no, overall, I just think it looks like a really like smart futuristic Volvo. That dash looks mm. really nice as well. Looks really, I say, like the car out, like the exterior of the car, it looks really sleek inside as well. Yeah, the way carbon, the dash is built. big yeah. screen. Because it's almost like, yeah, you can tell it's like a standalone company because obviously Volvo can, like, they have to stick to their guidelines. Whereas this, they've just taken it and they've ran with it, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, the mm. thing is, I like the uh, chrome sort of, what would you call them? Chrome accents. Accents, thank you. Yeah, all the little chrome bits accents of chrome. on everything. I think that looks nice as well. It I like that it has to have a um, small little clock in the. In the on the dash, yeah. <laughs> but just uh, just a, it's, a, it's nearly a Volvo. <laughs> yeah, for, a, uh, for their very first standalone car, that I think they've done nice very car. well. Yeah, is it, I assume it's automatic with flappy paddle, optional extra. Yeah, yeah, flappy yeah. paddle, automatic. And uh, guess what? The next car is a hybrid. <laughs> so this is the Mercedes GLE fifty three AMG, and it's like a introduction to the GLE 63 that's coming out next year it's like a little you know to get you warmed a up a little teaser yeah so this has a three liter twin turbocharged inline six which produces 429 brake horsepower but it also has a interesting hybrid system as it has a 48v mild hybrid system that's what it's called which adds 22 brake horsepower and 184 pounds foot of torque but it's only for like short periods, like short bursts. Oh, right. And um, the way it does this is because one turbo is normal exhaust gas driven, but the other one is an electric compressor driven by the 48V little motor. Oh, so sort, of si- sort of similar to how like F1 engines work nowadays. With the energy recovery where, system. Yeah, where like one, I'm pretty sure it's like one turbo is sort of how you would expect to start with what but the other one sort of uses i think it's like heat heat yeah it's heat energy i think where it converts that into electrical energy and charges the battery back up yeah. and you can get more back electrical delivery from mm. the electric motors because where, where like you said that the hybrid part is like for short bursts it reminds you of like when cars was first brought in for f1 in 2009 where you only had like seven seconds worth of energy mm-hmm. that you had to 
time throughout the race. Yeah. Yeah, but Kurz, you could restore on the braking, did wasn't it, or did that not happen on Kurz? I think I think it it ha- that happened during the race, but like you could only use seven seconds of it per lap. Oh, well, yeah, it's not too bad. But I mean, when you got a big heavy car like this. To have a little extra burst of power just when you'd like. Would you even feel it in that thing though? That thing looks heavy. I'd say like for that 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 little extra sort of push from the hybrid part probably works for the weight of it just to sort of get it going a bit more. Well, it does. Sorry, but the car just looks like a whale of a car. It just looks heavy and fat. Well, it does naught to sixty in five point three seconds. Really? Yeah. And it's limited to one hundred and fifty-five. Yeah, general. But it's called a bells and whistles, like air suspension, ride control, and like a air suspension on a standard yeah. car. Yeah, not like bags. No. But air suspension. They say bags on a and, normal uh, car. Performance <laughs> brake and everything, and the interior. We can't bash it for being the same as any other Mercedes because it is different. Sounds like with really all the different nice. vents. Mm. I just I think it's a nice car overall. I don't mind. Well, I think until until I see what the GLE sixty three is, yeah. I don't mind. <laughs> For an SUV type vehicle, it looks really nice because normally yeah. you get the rubbish like Land Rovers nowadays, the Discoveries, the Evokes, they can all do one. Mm. Get a BMW X6 or something, not really yeah. a fan of that, I can do one and all. Yeah, uh, yeah like, I think they've picked the nail on the head. not a fan of SUVs. Not it, really. Like, you see, even me, I'm sort of like, I don't, I don't really like SUVs, but out of all the ones that are around, this one does look the nicest I've seen. It looks the part, and it sounds like it's got the power for the Although, but like, I, I personally, like, with the newer Mercedes cars, I've never really been, I'm not really a fan of, like, how they look from the back. Yeah. Because from the front, they look how you sort of expect it, but then from the back, they all sort of go... They seem flat at the back, don't they? They all sort of go a bit wrong. Yeah, it's like the uh, C yeah. class. Well, they done when they're done with that. It they made the front really nice. Then it's just got the, a really yeah, sloped back. Just comes to the back and they sort of just forgot it, forgot about it. Like they made the rest of the car nice, and then mm. but this actually looks, yeah, I like it. I'm so gonna, excluding this Mercedes, are there any other SUVs you like? Oh no, not really. No, <laughs> not really an SUV person. But I would take this. Did, was it four wheel drive? Did you say? Or was it? Uh, I don't have a note down, but I presume so, yeah. I'd imagine so for an yeah. SUV. Mm. So, until we bring, they bring out the uh, new GLE 63 or six, whatever, I'd buy that. I would. Does this mean, though, if you buy this brand new, as soon as the GLE 63 comes out, depreciation, you'll oh, yes, lose all your money. And mm. You might as well wait until yeah. they come out. If they look dog, buy one of these. Yeah, if you like the look of this, then, yeah, just wait a little bit longer. Wait another yeah. year. And get a 63. <laughs> Although it'll probably look the same. <laughs> it'll just be more powerful. Yeah. And then moving on next. What is this? Another interesting car. Another electric car. <laughs> <laughs> so we all know Opal as like Vauxhall's like sister brand. Yeah. And uh, they've released their rally variant of the Corsa E. So the Corsa E is just a normal factory standard car that they produce. And they've now it's made a rally, rally version. version that Opal have made. If they're going to make a rally car, could they at least put a big wing on the back like a rally car is supposed to? <laughs> and actually have the noise of a rally car. And the noise of a rally car as well. Yes. I wonder how it would actually do in a rally, an electric car. Um, we got a lot of talk, don't you? So coming out corners and stuff. Yeah, you'd be great in that. But what would the battery be like when you're going flat out constantly for mm. I don't know, however long a rally stage is? 
You will be quite heavy though with the batteries and that. Unless you are it's literally built for the track so you have as little as possible. I imagine they have some slimline batteries or something. Yeah. yeah. So this is will be available from Opal Motorsport but under forty six grand. It's around twenty grand more than the normal Corsa E. And it keeps the same battery and motor as the Corsa E. However, it has rally spec suspension as you'd expect. Which makes it like higher, wider. So it's a standard course E, but they've put different suspension on it, and they're sending it for more. Well, the, yeah, they've also got um like FIA harnesses, everything, tow bars, and. I when you buy it, it doesn't come with Opal Motorsport written down the side of your car. It does. Oh my god! And also, uh, they haven't actually confirmed many technical details, but I'd presume it's a lot lighter than the normal. I imagine it would have mm. to be for a yeah, rally spec out. car. Because I know for like that, um, uh, I think it was at one of the uh, British Rallycross events that um, they did a demo run of a an, an electric Rallycross car. So they're trying to push it into like the world of rally. But I think with rallying, it's it sort of it's a hard one to push because mm-hmm. all of the manufacturers like we can get a lot more power out of a. Four-cylinder turbo, and they already have the technology and the research. Yeah, and it's already proven. Four-cylinder turbo, no turbo lag engine. They already know what they're doing. They're already monstrously quick. I say they're already proven on the rally circuit. No one knows how this is going to perform yet. One thing I do really want to mention is that it will compete in the 2020 ADAC Opal E Rally, which is like you know the Mini and the Swift Rally. Yeah. Yeah. So this is it's a series like that where everyone is in a single make electric car, which is the Opel E, and it's going to have 15 young rally drivers. So that could be interesting. That could be quite interesting. So basically they've made their own rally series yep. for electric rally cars. For young drivers. See, that's not a bad idea, actually, because I don't see how it would have competed against all the normal uh, four-cylinder turbocharged yeah. cars. Because they're almost like different leagues. So. To be fair, yeah. if they made it like a junior series up into rallying like that that'd be pretty pretty good yeah but i just thought it was a really good idea that you've made this new rally car and yeah you're just gonna make your own series get some young drivers on board yeah get some publicity yeah, get the car out them. there yeah and if it turns out really good then but i i do agree with you and i think they should have made it look a lot more aggressive it just doesn't yeah look the part. because when you when you look at like the rally cars that like for the 2019 season they are Splitters, ridiculous. wings, it's diffusers. Like, <laughs> splitters and diffusers out of nowhere. The wings the size of a hotel. And it's all, is, all on the Nigo. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> thing is, what I don't like about these like electric cars like this, when they try and make it like a performance electric car, I don't see why they see the need to put like the yellow, green colour yeah. down the side. Yeah. I don't understand it, but you know. It's like it's fast it's and it makes no noise. I haven't seen the Corsa E, but I'd presume that all this is is a little bit bigger spoiler, performance alloys, tires, the decals. So they probably would have just taken straps the front and back. Yeah, they would have mm. just taken, taken the base. The outside and, uh, looks exactly the same. The inside's anything. Strip it all out. No dash whatsoever. But no, good on them. I think it's a good idea. Oh, yeah, definitely with the series they're doing. I think that's going to mm. be very good. Opal, if you're listening, would love to come and watch a little, uh, some oh, of the yeah. races. Bit of rally staging, no problem. But yeah, those are the new cars. Out of, of all of them, week. which one would you guys have? Um, the Polar Star. Yeah, I would have the Polar Star. Agreed. Yeah. 
I just I mean, like it. I, said, Although, I know I said the GLE was nice, but it's nothing compared to that Polar Star. Mm. That looks beautiful. I it's do really like the GLE. The thing, the thing that sold me on the Polar Star though, is like I like the uh, whole puppet part of it, but I like the fact that it's a, it's an inline six turbocharged and supercharged at the yeah. same time. Yeah. I mean, you can't decide which one you need, so you just strap both <laughs> so you, on. So, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> just both, do it. <laughs> just, just put them in. I have a feeling it didn't take that long to decide. <laughs> no, they probably just went, yep. And then <laughs> yes. The boss just turned around and looked at him and went, goes, why haven't you yes. put both on already? <laughs> no, he just doesn't say any words. Just, tur- just looks at the engine, sees that he's got a supercharging turbo on it, just looks at everyone just goes, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a success, guys. Well done. leaves for the day. <laughs> and then they just made an awesome exterior and interior for the car. Yeah. So I think we've all agreed we're all having the uh, Polar Star. Yep. yep, three of them, please. Yeah, three, three of them straight over it right now. Right. Let's now we go on to some car debate. What are we doing this week, Jack? What have we got? How would you describe them? The 2018 muscle car, well, tuned muscle cars. Tuned, yeah, drag style muscle cars, didn't they? Well, mine isn't drag style. Oh, I wouldn't say. That. Uh, no, but, I'm but yeah, no, they're definitely like hyper muscle cars. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Hyper muscle cars. I think we've got the app description for them. So who's kicking us off? Jared? Uh, yeah, I'll start us off. What have you got here? Oh, the Dodge Challenger SRT Hellcat, which um, it, it will cost you £48,500 or in the US $59,200. Comes uh, with a 6.2 litre supercharged V8 with an option of either a 6-speed manual or an 8-speed automatic. I like how that's going to be a manual. Just see yeah. all the people drifting uh, around in one of them. Yeah. <laughs> 800, uh, 840 horsepower and 656 pound foot of torque. Not 16, 2.3 seconds and limited to 268 mile an hour. Interior stuff, pretty much every single way you can connect your phone to your car. So Bluetooth, smart device integration, Wi-Fi, it works. MP3 if you still use MP3s. Uh... HD and satellite radio, bucket seats and leather steering wheel. There is a sat nav, but that's an option if you want it. Door opener. What? So basically, the. So I mean, you could the... drive up to anyone's garage and open <laughs> it. <laughs> I uh, want to park here tonight. Let me just uh, open the garage. It sounds like you can do that, but it's like the, the yeah, like a device in the car that like when you put the same device onto your garage door, the car recognizes the thing and it just opens the door. When you just drive imagine, you're not actually going well. to your house, you're just driving past your house and you see and carriage you just door, see the door open. open and closed. <laughs> so you think, oh, bollocks, gotta run back and shut yeah. that now. <laughs> but, like, yeah, all in all, I'd say it's I just very like powerful. I haven't even said its main feature at the moment. It only one has one seat. seat. <laughs> I hope you don't want a passenger in that car. But don't worry, though, it does only cost you a dollar if you want it in. <laughs> I mean,. I think I would want the extra seat just to know, drive around with other people in my car. Yeah. yeah. To use my car as a car. Nah, weight reduction, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be like that Japanese man at Toyota. Right. Yeah. I ain't eating today, bro. <laughs> so I have got the Mustang RTR Spec 3 2018. So this Mustang RTR it is basically a normal Mustang GT, but it's got the RTR treatment. So it has a lot of aggressive styling and modifications. But overall, their main aim is to try and keep like OEM quality, even though with all the stuff they're adding. Yeah. Mm. So all the suspension is stiffened, and they're all like uh, performance components, which means that it can go in a straight line, 
but it can also corner pretty well, which I'm pretty sure none of your cars can do. <laughs> My states are known for hitting people. <laughs> your car's known for not turning. Yeah, but your car's crowd control, bro. <laughs> it turns corners. The, the, that's it I'm turns saying. corners when, when a bit a, too when much. There's a, when there's a big event, the police call every Mustang owner and we need some crowd control, please. Can you just drive it's along? It's just everyone trying to drift their Mustang and hitting everyone. <laughs> yeah, and I guess the majority of his power from a new supercharger that's strapped on the top. Loud exhaust, as you'd expect, and all of the components have been track tested by like Ford Performance drivers and uh, Formula Drift champion. Good lads. But <laughs> one example is like uh, with their styling, is like their grill, for example, is not just a new fancy styling grill. Although they designed it to look nice, it also is meant to provide a lot more cooling to get better performance. Uh, the new supercharger means that it, the performance goes up to. 700 brake horsepower and 827 newton meters of torque so it's significantly less power than the others but <laughs> a lot less power than mine <laughs> yeah but it's got you know good throttle response because of the supercharger good fuel economy and it's about <laughs> 60 grand you say good fuel economy i hope you're really joking for that <laughs> well Good fuel economy compared to yours, <laughs> which isn't good fuel economy. I'll tell you my fuel economy right now. I think it was um, below 20 miles to the gallon. <laughs> Your I've, one? I've yeah, yeah when I watched the Grand Tour episode, I think it was the executioner was something like Exorcist. two. Exorcist, sorry. was something like two miles per gallon. Your one was like five, and this was like 13. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not doing good on the fuel economy department. Yeah, but America don't care. America, yeah, that's very true. American do Ameri not care. America just Who's do buying what a one thousand brake horsepower yeah. <laughs> car to just worry about fuel? I think that leads on to me quite perfectly there with the very good uh, <laughs> description. Go on, then. I've obviously got the uh, Chevrolet Camaro Exorcist, the uh, based on the normal Camaro, but they've um, done a little bit to it. They made it a thousand brake horsepower, and then it's got eight hundred and eighty-three foot-pound of torque. Top speed, 217, all this coming out of a 6.2 litre V8 supercharger. So basically mm -hmm. pretty much the same as everyone else. 10 speed automatic, because I don't think anyone's going to be able to control 1,000 horsepower on a manual. <laughs> Definitely ain't going to work. Don't worry, modified super owners have managed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the Nord 60, they haven't found out its actual specific time. They just put sub 3 seconds, and it will do a quarter mile in sub 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cost that works goes. for Americans because they like watching 10-second races in a straight line. Yeah, because of their attention span. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> this car will cost you £98,000. So, just under £100,000. Bit so, steep. <laughs> yeah, a bit steep. I'm going to read you a list of all its performance modifications, right? And I need you to tell me what's missing out of here. It's got stainless steel mid-pipes, high-flow supercharger system, custom high-performance camshaft, high-strength valve springs, Lightweight lifters and push rods, large intercooler heat exchanger upgrade, bigger and high flow catalytic converters, upgraded gaskets and fluids, improved engine management calibration, Recaro bucket seats in the interior, and a couple options and extras. They put everything into the engine, but not for how they're going to turn or stop. And with a thousand horsepower in a heavy car. It's kind of necessary to turn. So you're going to be going down a brilliant quarter mile. Just hope nothing's in your So when you try and drive this around town, you go to accelerate off a corner in the highest gear possible so you don't spin up the rear <laughs> just, wheels. Just intense. You just bog along. Why are you in temp? 
I don't want to be in third. <laughs> I don't want to spin, please. <laughs> I just like the little rear wing on the back as well. This was modified by Hennessy by the big yep. Hennessy logo on the... Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but trying to find specs and like specifics for these modified ones was quite hard. I couldn't mm. find any like... interior uh, specifications at all. All I could find was that it had Recaro bucket seats. And I couldn't even find a good picture of the interior because everyone was too busy taking pictures of the exterior. Same, I couldn't mm. find any interior So I had to just find a picture RTR. of a normal Camaro and put it in. Yeah, it's like with, um, like with the Hellcat, it was sort of like, it did take me a good while to find something that had pretty much nearly everything I needed to know about it. Because a lot of places was like, going through like, the Hellcat Red Eye, the different different versions of yeah. Oh, yeah. the Challenger, where it like the where like the power varies from three hundred horsepower to eight hundred and forty <laughs> horsepower. Like, huh? <laughs> Slight difference between them numbers. Like, why? I just couldn't find any like specifically actually released not to sixties or anything See, from RTR. That's what I don't get. They made the uh, Hennessy made this Camaro to be sort of almost a drag monster. Yeah. But they don't put the specific times in it Give us for whatever time. reason. If I'm spending a hundred grand on it. I'm spending a hundred grand. I want to know what my sub ten second time is on a quarter mile, please. I think for them, for them, it's like, well, you'll find out yourself. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> you go, you go past time screen. You gotta hope the person on the radio is quick enough to tell you how fast you did it before you hit. Before the, you hit the wall, before you hit the wall, the other right end. at the end, end of the, sh the drag strip. <laughs> so how fast did I go? About nine seconds fifty. Thanks. Smash. <laughs> I am now crashed. <laughs> uh, but uh, based on exterior, that's what I was gonna say. Which one are we gonna exterior put? Exterior looks. I'm sick with the Mustang. You're going for the Mustang? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look. Just. <sighs> I do have to admit, it looks a great car. It looks really aggressive. That's one thing with all these cars. They all look good. They all look really they good. Mm. I like how Jared's left the picture in with the Dodge with the uh, front splitter protector oh, yeah. that everyone else leaves on for whatever reason. How can you tell me that's not the most beautiful car? Yeah, but then you go to the com the uh, Exorcist. Look at that and all. It is nice. I don't think you can split these, really. Just look at that. It is nice. Look at that thing. Jared, do you, and do you believe that yours is the... Well, I want to at least compare the pictures of mine to yeah. the rest of yeah, them. Yeah, so there's the back of the uh, the Camaro. You see, I couldn't find any like pictures of the back of the Hellcat, but everyone knows that Dodge Challengers at the rear look the same from 2010 onwards. Have they done? Have they kept the same thing on the uh, Challenger? Have they done the normal one where you got the two headlights and then? bit further in it looks like it's meant to be a headlight yeah but it's actually just a vent going straight up towards yeah. the intake as yeah. you can see on the front of it mm -hmm. i don't have to say the one thing that i do like with the options of um the hellcat is the color options because yeah. i do think the colors are quite nice like you got the gray one but the one yeah, like that's the gray and like but there was one picture i saw that i was trying to find earlier that really made me go that looks nice is you can get it in a um you can get it in like sort of not a bright but not a, just sort of like in the middle brightness of um purple like a midnight purple almost ish like a brighter midnight purple and like a, I, I say it's a dimmer lime green yeah <laughs> coming up with all the colour configurations here. so like you can get it in like an obviously typical challenger like bright orange yeah, yeah. But and you, red imagine yeah but you can also get dark, darker colours I'd have to say are you I'm I'm not a fan of the of the bonnet scoops mm -hmm. and the splitter protector. Get rid of that, please. But I have to say that like 
looks wise, it's nice, but it don't have the presence of the other two cars, though. So if you're not going to back oh. your car, which one are you going to back? Because you've got the deciding mm. vote here. Mustang, Mustang. Oh, he's got, he's got Mustang. the Exorcist. Look at that thing. <laughs> you see, I'm I'm really torn with them because I do like the look of the RTR Mustang because of the only thing it being an RTR Mustang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, I am going to have to go with the... um. The, she- the Chevrolet, though, because I just like how mad it looks. He I knows. Like he knows. <laughs> until it gets to the back. I think the back is still a bit lame. They it's did got make the it spoiler. a bit tame at the back. It's got the exhaust, but apart from that, it's just a standard Camaro back. We'll say one thing. They did make it a bit tame at the back, only putting on the little spoiler, but I think it didn't need a massive spoiler or a massive diffuser yeah. on the back. I don't know. I feel like it needed some kind of diffuser to set it apart from. I, I don't know. I, I just like the look of it. The way it is, you've obviously got. But the... when you look at the front compared to the back, it's yeah, like they've just forgot about it. You've got everything going on at the front. You just want a, you want a sort of a simpler rear. You don't want it to be. You're in a one thousand brake horsepower <laughs> Chevrolet. Everyone's going to be behind you. You want the back to look nice <laughs> <laughs> until you come to a corner, and then everyone's in front of you. <laughs> oh yeah, because you're in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you still sticking with the Camaro? Or are you swapping to the uh, oh, the uh, Mustang? I'm going to with the Camaro, though. <laughs> Camaro wins it, then. So, if we're going to go on interior, where well, are we going? Well, Jarrah's car has one seat, so I think that's out of it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a fair point. The, inter- the interior side is pretty much missing stuff. I couldn't find a good picture of the interior, so we'll just skip over that and we'll go look at the... Uh, yeah, because I think the dash in the Camaro just looks... It just... They've done really? such a good job on the outside. They just, I don't, what is it with most car companies? They either do a really good outside and suck on the interior, or mm. they do a really good interior and then the outside just looks stupid. Yeah, it just looks like he wants to die. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. But I mean, the Mustang, I don't think it's anything too special. None of them either. look special no. on the inside, really, do they? They all just look. Yeah. I think that's the best way to describe them all on the interior. Just nah. Meh, they're there. I'm going to stick with my Mustang now. I'll go with the Mustang because I just didn't like the way the uh, Chevy looks on the inside. I'm going to have to go with you too because, well, having one that has a missing seat is <laughs> sort of a problem. A problem. And yeah, the Camaro's interior is sort of a bit. Just imagine going to buy the standard. Dodge. It's like, right, that'll be £100,000, please. I want the uh, optional seat extra. That'll be £1,101, please. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck, okay. Which would you buy tomorrow? If I had to buy one tomorrow? In the UK. You start. I'll let you start. Mustang. You're going Mustang? Easy. Yeah? Jeremy? It handles, if it's, it's if fast, it's for, it looks nice. If it's for in, in the UK, I'd probably have to go Mustang as well. Because yeah. it... I, I would feel it would be the easier one to drive in the UK on the, the other two where they're massive. I was going to go Mustang as well. <laughs> yeah. As much as, I was banging, as much as I was banging on about the uh, Camaro, just the Mustang in the UK, it'd just be so much easier to drive. Now in America, yeah. what would you take? Camaro. All them long straights where I don't have to turn. <laughs> I can <laughs> unleash a thousand horsepower yeah. so easily. You see, if I had to drive one in the US, I would have the Hellcat. Just really? Like so what it's like. So would I. You'd have the Hellcat if yeah. you use it. What? It's, it, it's got, out of all of them, it's got the right amount of power to yeah, the, scare the, the life out of you. has too much. 
It doesn't have any suspension or brakes. You literally yeah, couldn't drive it. Yeah, but when you're in a it. car like that, you want to feel like you're about to die. Because yeah, you are you about to yeah, die. I was say, you won't feel like you're about to die. You will be dying. <laughs> <laughs> a burning I'll death. I'll give you that. You will actually be dead when you come to a corner. <laughs> but, no, but just think about it. You're going down a long straight road in the desert or something. I've got like, enough power in the Dodge. You've got more power in the Camaro. <laughs> I don't need the more power. You need the more power. 840 horsepower is enough to drive on the road. <laughs> yeah, but then when someone pulls over and be like, oh, that's an amazing car. How much horsepower is that? You'd be like, 1,000. And then what are you going to do when yes, someone pulls over and be like, know... oh, 883. Yeah, no. but you, you do know that a lot of people, when they hear 1,000, is like, are you lying or are you telling the truth? That's when I'm going to bring up the Yeah, if you brochure. pull up in the Camaro and they're like, how much horsepower do you have? 1,000, they'd be like, Oh, yes, so does my golf. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that's when you whip out the brochure to prove to everybody. <laughs> and all the specs on the car. Because you hopefully get everything. Or good. you just try and drive faster than them. Which you can do in the dog. You <laughs> <laughs> See, it depends whether you get off the line in the Camaro, just with all that power. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, we're going to race it up. Like, why hang, are they still back on. there? Wheel spin. I was going to say, hang on. If you don't move off the line and you will spin it up, then that proves you've got a thousand horsepower because you can't move. Yeah, but you can wheel spin a two hundred horsepower car. Yeah, but this car, you—I feel like you dig into the ground the minute you light the wheels <laughs> up just because of how fast you're going. You end up like a hundred feet underground because you've done that much wheel spinning, and you probably move maybe like two inches down the road. <laughs> it's like oh, they're underground again. So we've all agreed, UK everyone's having the Ford. Yeah. If you're going in the US, you guys are saying you're having the Dodge, I'll have the uh, Exorcist. So overall, which is the best car? I think we can rule out the Dodge. Oh! I just don't like I don't know if we can, I like it. Really? The interior lets it down. I'm going to say it now quickly, I'm going with the Mustang. Yeah. I think it's sick. Jared, if you're going to fight for the Dodge, then that makes my comment at the start completely worthy, that we're ruling it out. (laughs) Hmm. Like I said, I, I am talking all of them for their own reasons. Yeah. yeah. Don't get but me wrong, the Dodge in... is good in its own aspects, but it just doesn't well, have a lot And with the Camaro, on. it is bloody crazy. Yeah. It's an insane car. But I would yeah, say... but you're spending nearly 100 grand. You want your car to be yeah. mad. But I... I just don't think I could own it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I would say for like, in in like the UK, for use in the UK, and with it being easier, I would go with the RTR. And it looks nice, and it's powerful. Because it, <laughs> that makes my comment at the very start that it it's completely irrelevant. A bit better than the other two. Yeah. And actually fits on our roads. Yeah. <laughs> See, as much as I said I'd love a crazy car like the Camaro, I'd only for want it for... Strip. for I'd only want it for certain times. Yeah. Like, just If you're just the driving around... In the middle I'll... of the desert, on a long straight road where there's no one... Yes. It would be insane. Yeah, it's like, that's like me with the... um. Hellcat is like, it's got it's got a certain place for me to enjoy using it. Yeah. Yes. Which be wide open roads. See, this the Ford is just, as it's a crazy car. Yeah. But it's more of a practical crazy car. Well, no, because this this can still if you can drive it around town, it'll handle fine. You can drive around corners, it'll be fast. But if you go on a straight, it won't scare you as much as the other two, I can tell you that, but it yeah. will still scare you. Oh, yeah. Oh, 700 yeah. brake horsepower, supercharged. Like I say, it's a bit more of a practical crazy car. Yeah, uh, it it's more scare- refined and there's yeah. a lot more like yeah. technology. Whereas the Camaro is just, you're either die or you don't. Raw <laughs> yeah. power. Depends how much luck you've got that day, whether you're going to die or not. Mm. 
So I think Ford wins it. I think, yeah, Mustang will win that one. I didn't know if I was going to, I'm not going to lie. I had I, to fight for it. I had to fight for the Camaro just because I picked it for, out of all I've, I thought it was just like good for the Challenger, but it's, it's sort of like it only works in one specific way. Yeah. <laughs> when you're on the drag strip and you've got to swap over all your front tyres, strip out your dash, yeah. put in the, uh, yeah. the new centre. The thing is, I could actually see myself buying the RTR. Is I it, think it looks so cool. It does. It does look sleek on the front as well. It, the way it, everything comes down towards that grille. Yeah. yeah. Like If I was to have an RTR, I would have to... Um, I'd have to have like the for the um on the the lights on the grill. I'd have to have it in the way that I've seen most pictures of it in like grey. Yeah. Just <laughs> the green light. No. That that's what makes me think RTR. Yeah. Is Vaughn getting Junior's one that uses in Formula Drift, but it's just got the green lights on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, I think that uh concludes episode six. Yeah. yeah. Um if you want to chat to us, visit us on Instagram or Twitter at yeah. Car Week Podcast. We've been very active on Instagram. Being very active recently. Uh, if you're an audio listener and you want to see all the pictures of the cars we were talking about, watch the uh, YouTube version of the podcast where we put all the pictures in. Uh, just type in Car Week Podcast on there again. You'll find it on there. Yep. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, please like the, uh, the video, comment what you want to see next, subscribe to the channel. And same if you're an uh, audio listener. If you want to just give the podcast a rating on whatever platform you're on. It would on, mean a lot. It would mean quite a lot to us. And yeah. uh, just recommend us to a friend as well. Yeah. If someone, any of your friends who are into cars, just... Uh, let them know. Let them know. So, Much appreciated. Uh, I think that will do it for today. Yeah. 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 All right. Thank you for watching and uh, goodbye. See ya. See ya.